On the record with Ebony McMorris. Well, vaccine booster shots will be available following this nationwide surge in the Delta variant. Joining us is Dr. Rochelle Walensky, CDC Director. Dr. Walensky, thank you for joining us. Please explain this new guidance. Thanks so much for having me. Um, So here is what we know. We saw in data that was released this week that we're starting to see some waning of of effectiveness of the vaccine against infection, but not yet yet against severe hospitalization or death. So right now we're planning. We want the American people who've been vaccinated to know their vaccine is still working well against those most severe infections and death um, and hospitalizations. But we're in the planning mode because we don't want to get to a place where it wanes so much that we have challenges. So we're planning now. Uh, The vision is the end of September, and we're waiting for the FDA and the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices to give us that last guidance. Um, But we're planning for the end of September to be available. What do you say to those who are pushing back against the vaccine, still spreading myths, even those like former President Donald Trump, who came out and said that this booster shot is just a money scheme for Pfizer? So we have to speak to uh, two populations in this country right now. We have to speak to 170 million people, nearly 170 million people who are fully vaccinated. And the data that show that they're um, that they likely need a booster shot coming in the next month or so. We also critically, importantly, need to speak to 100 million Americans who have not been fully vaccinated as of yet. What we do know about those who are not fully vaccinated is that they continue to contribute to the vast majority of people who are infected, of people who are hospitalized, and of people who are dying. And so um, while we are talking to the people who are fully vaccinated and and we are relaying the science about boosters. We are not letting up on our critical efforts to reach people, provide the information that they need to get vaccinated in the first place. And how are you getting out to people that the booster shot is safe? You know, before the FDA said you didn't need it, Pfizer then said you did. Now we're seeing a change. How do you push past that news even within the industry? We have extraordinary safety uh, review of all of these vaccines through four different safety metrics, uh, safety systems that come in through passive surveillance, through active surveillance. Um, And and just to sort of give you a sense of how closely we can find these things, as you remember from the um, initial indications from the J&J vaccine, we were able to find a potential signal in six people out of eight million doses that were given. We have extraordinary safety measures in place to follow these. And we've given hundreds of millions of doses of mRNA vaccine and have demonstrated extraordinary safety. And so what I do want to convey that we are not letting up on following the safety critically. Um, and we are, and when we have a signal, when we see a signal, we are communicating that to the American public, everything that we know about it, everything we know about these mRNA vaccines demonstrate that not only are they extraordinary and the J&J vaccine as well, not only are they extraordinarily safe, but they're protecting us from a disease that's extraordinarily deadly. I want to go back to the J&J shot. It's one in particular that was pushed a lot in black and brown communities, understandably so, because it was kind of like a one shot wonder, one dose that helped people within the community that many times there were hesitancies or it was difficult because of work and schedules to come back for a second dose. But then we saw a pause around April and now no real guidance yet about 
J&J and the booster shot. Are you worried that that adds to increased hesitancy? Yeah, I want to be very clear about J&J. And that is we in this country, just like we are diverse people, need diverse opportunities and options for vaccination. And as you can as you mentioned, some people prefer a two shot. Some people prefer a one shot. There are many different people who might have preferences for one or the other. And we're really fortunate that we have three vaccines that work really well. For the people who got J&J, um, we have some good news. Just this last week, we saw data from South Africa that demonstrated that the vaccine, the J&J vaccine specifically is working really well. This was the Sasanki trial that was just released last week. So really still great news with the J&J. What I do want to convey, though, is that the J&J, um, we started vaccinating with the J&J over two months after we started vaccinating with the mRNA vaccine. So it's not surprising that our data on waning with the J&J would be a little bit behind the data on waning with mRNA vaccine. So we will bring that data to the American people as soon as we have it. Um, and the reason we don't have it quite yet is because we started about two months later with J&J. We do anticipate that population, just like the mRNA, the people who receive the mRNA vaccine will also need a boost. So so that we believe will be in the future. Now, is the booster shot the same that was in the first set of vaccines or something different? So the safety data that we're going to see to the FDA and that ACIP will review will be safety data on you get your booster of the same vaccine that you got your original series. So if you got Pfizer, go get your boost with Pfizer. If you get mRNA um, with Moderna, you get your boost with Moderna. And likely if you got J&J, you'll get your booster with J&J. Those are going to be the the vaccine safety data that we're going to have um, most immediately. And that'll likely be our recommendation. Do you believe there will be a mandate that you have to stick with the same shot? You know, we're really recommending because the safety data will um, will really speak to that kind of series that we will not have as much safety data on what you're calling it, uh, what we would call a heterologous boost, a boost with something else. So we really are recommending that you stick with the same thing that you got. I want to talk about young people. Some schools are open now. Young people are going back in but we're also seeing an uptick in cases with young people getting COVID, being hospitalized. Are you hoping that schools even put in a mandate for masks? So um, we know how to keep our children safe. Let me let me comment on that. And I believe our children should be safely in school. So let me talk about some of the things that we know can keep our children safe, especially those children who can't yet get vaccinated, right, aren't eligible for vaccines yet. We know the best way to keep our children safe is to surround them for, by vaccinated people. That includes people in their home, people they uh, uh, socialize with if they're older, as well as um, people in their schools. So as many people around them who are vaccinated vaccinated as possible, the better. When they go to school, we know how to keep them safe in school. We know they should be masked. Everybody in in schools should be masked. And we have um, strategies, mitigation strategies, including ventilation systems, including um, testing strategies with with lots of resources to um, do screening testing and diagnostic testing in our schools to keep our children safe. We also know, importantly, that when disease comes to the schools, it generally comes in from the community. If those mitigation strategies in schools are implemented, then we generally do not see transmission in the schools. So really important, um, surround your children by people who are vaccinated, including yourself, Get keep them masked in school, make sure that there's testing going on to prevent transmission within the school. 
How should people, particularly vaccinated young people, balance getting the boosters with the increased risk of mitocarditis? Are you advising them not to get the shot? Right. So that's a really important question. Um, you know, our young people got vaccinated a little bit later. They started vaccinating later. And so we're really waiting on the FDA to and the ACIP to review the data on myocarditis before we make any recommendations for that cohort. Are we going to see anything soon with FDA approval for children under 12? The FDA is working, um, working hard to make sure that we because we certainly know that these folks want to be vaccinated. So um, we're hoping in the in the late fall um, before the end of the year that we'll have um, authorization to use it in these young folks. In the meantime, surround them by uh, with people who are vaccinated. Well, Dr. Walensky, thank you so much for coming on AURN and we welcome you back anytime. Thanks for having me on the record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.